This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by TheraOne, NFL Sunday Ticket, FanDraft, and BetOnline.ag. My name's Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime and joined as always by Sean Siegel, the author of that Zero RB article uh, that has uh, gone down in, in history at this point. It continues to evolve in terms of the strategy and we're going to dive into that on today's show because we are going to be in fact looking solely at strategy as we head towards our FFPC main event with Ben Gretz. We'll be drafting this coming friday looking forward to diving into that yet to find out our draft slot but i guess i'll start off the show this way sean we have obviously a chance of being pick one all the way through pick 12 getting your preferred slot if we could uh, pick that position which one would you want for the ffpc main event we're recording on tuesday we'll find out tomorrow by the time that you listen to this we will know but i would love to have christian mccaffrey you want to get as much mccaffrey as you can throughout the year uh, but at the same time i was thinking about this yesterday and really how much i've grown to love almost all of the draft slots here we mentioned i'm a big dalvin cook fan if we fell into that middle range and cook is sliding then i think that would be the perfect start i think i may have cook as high as the number two back in fantasy football for 2020 now if i actually have the number two slot i'm taking saquon barkley because that's the only way that you're going to get exposure to him but in terms of my actual rankings i have those guys very close i think that cook camara Barkley those guys are all monsters for me I would be excited for all of them and then we slide down the board a little bit and even in FFPC where we know it's running back heavy we know the 2-2-2 format is not as favorable for a zero running back I think the chance to start with a couple of big time wide receivers if you have one of those late draft slots if you can start Devontae Adams DeAndre Hopkins or if you can start Michael Thomas Tyreek Hill if you can get a combination like that, then you're so well positioned to be able to dominate the wide receiver positions, to dominate the flex positions. And then there are a lot of interesting running backs uh, sprinkled throughout the first 10 rounds. And then we've got a ton of guys we love in the double digits as sort of long shot lottery picks. The next guys to really break out and be those Rotoviz zero running back mainstay so with that in mind we go into the ffpc stat attack thinking of one of those potential running backs we'll see just how high just how expensive he is as the draft progresses and that's looking a little bit at kareem hunt now after kareem hunt was activated last season nick chubb held only a three 13.0 to 12.7 advantage in points per game that's going to be our ffpc stat attack for the day Looking at Chubb, he's probably the best pure runner 
in the NFL, but due to the high value touch split that they have, it may be a little bit of a surprise that Chubb was going at 205 while Hunt sits all the way down at 508. Now, we wouldn't necessarily expect with the volume situation that they have that maybe Chubb would only have that really minimal advantage again this season. However, that was before Chubb's possible concussion in practice this week. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, he'll be cleared. It will not have been a big deal. We don't want any of those guys to be hurt, and definitely not anything that relates to someone's brain. But anything like this really, I think, is going to fuel Hunt for another run up the board. And Colin mentioned it last week, but you can follow all of these developments with the new Rotoviz news feed. You don't have to necessarily leave the site if you want to find out the most important thing that has just happened. But Colin, that is our FFPC stat attack as we head into what should be a very exciting weekend for us. Yeah, and the FFPC, obviously the home of the best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry, including Dynasty, Best Ball, and of course, the FFPC main event, which we'll be talking about on today's show. To learn more or to join the league, head on over to MyFFPC. That's MyFFPC.com. So Sean, the piece we're talking about today is actually going to be linked to an article done by Monty Fan up on the website. It's FFPC Strategy Sessions, and he's breaking down the FFP, the FFPC main event round by round so that's going to help us through our process here as we do some prep work on air i guess we'll say um but you mentioned there the draft pick obviously 101 is the delight if you can get christian mccaffrey there's no decision to be made uh, i think if you can get my, my my preference is that first pick obviously maybe then if you're looking to go the modified zero rb route you can kind of go from two to four and then you mentioned dalvin cook who you really like i think you know most times now he's getting pushed up to that kind of sixth spot but between kind of that back end between nine and 12 is probably the other one where you mentioned you can kind of double up on those guys that you really want to, to stack those wide receivers or even maybe get that tight end then wide receiver to start things off so looking forward to running through this today as we look at it if we, if we are going with obviously the 101 there's no decision the 102 you mentioned you're taking Saquon so you said if you had you know the option you'd be taking Saquon what if we get to that 103 is it a case that we're still thinking there about Dalvin Cook over Elliot or Kamara uh, I told you on Monday show that Kamara would be my pick there at that point but is Cook somebody who you would leapfrog both of those guys for I think that Cook is actually the guy to take there at the same time I have too much exposure to Cook, and I don't want this to be a situation where you know we have a David Johnson type of injury, uh, take out our team and take out all of our other teams. So uh, Kamara, we're going to be looking a little bit later in the week on the site. There are some sort of stealth stats to help you hit these guys who are going to catch a lot of passes. It's no surprise to say that certainly Christian McCaffrey is going to catch a billion passes we look at some of these other players, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, both players who I think are looked at by the fantasy community as pass catchers, spe- uh, specifically Kamara, definitely in that category. Both of those guys, I think, are on their way to catching more passes than people realize. I'll talk a little bit more about that in the article. I think that Alvin Kamara, someone who could be just a clear-cut league winner. If we're looking at the end of 2020, I don't think that we're going to see someone have the kind of season that Christian McCaffrey had in 2019. It's just such a rare season. He's such a rare talent. But when we're looking back at the end of this season, if people told you now they could look ahead and come back and that Alvin Kamara was this year's Christian McCaffrey, I don't think that would be a huge surprise. I think he's someone we would want to have some exposure to at that range. 
Yeah, no, I think so. Um, I, I just think he's a superbly a super player to watch and very, very talented. And it didn't have the explosiveness for the majority of last year, but I, I think that, that that's really and truly injury related. When we look at what Monty has picked out is uh, through those first 25 picks, uh, running backs make up 15 off them. So you're looking at a, a big split uh, in terms of 15 um, versus all other positions. So in those other positions, you're having situation where patrick mahomes and lamar jackson come off the board you have two tight ends off the board so that leaves you with six wide receivers coming off the board and that time you mentioned the start having the option to to kind of really get your team off to a strong start with those two wide receivers you know and those opening two rounds with it being uh you know a little bit of a, a premium obviously at the running back position and then you know tight end premium in this format what what is your overview particularly in that second round when we're looking at those wide receivers going in the, or running backs going in the second round is there any of those guys in the second round that you're looking at taking over some of the wide receivers uh, that are available well Monty starts off his on his article with the line i'll be honest i'm a sucker for draft average draft position charts and uh, i am as well mike beers has these amazing draft grids for you where you can go in and look at adp visually and you can do that for redraft you can do it for best ball you can do it for dynasty all of these great ffpc formats and when i'm looking at this the thing that jumps out to me and the thing that monty talks about too is that the tight ends are very expensive you want travis kelsey you're gonna have to take him in the middle of the first round if you want george kittle you're gonna have to take him at the turn so i think the difficult choice for me well we're on the record many many times as being elite tight end drafters but i guess the price here gives me a little bit of pause because if we are in the 11 or 12 range hopefully we'd still have a shot maybe at at Devontae adams we know we're probably going to be looking at tyreek hill julio jones deandre hopkins would you prefer to go with a hill kittle team a hill jones team a hill hopkins team how does it line up for you there in terms of the price of a george kittle I think now, this is obviously if you're at the back end of the draft. I was going to do the opposite question to you at the front end, but if you're at the back end of the draft, the issue is that you may uh, you may sneak back around to get a Mark Andrews, but I don't think at the back end of that third round he's going to be there um, based on obviously if you're having those two tight ends going at this stage. So I was going to flip it and say, like obviously if you're picking in those first four picks, the, the ideal situation would be to go with one of those four uh, running backs kicking things off and then going wide receiver in the second round followed by mark andrews hopefully in the third round would be kind of an, if i was picking an ideal start from one of those top four positions when you get to the back end uh, you really have to be making that decision then if you're taking george kittle um you know early second round i, I like the pick of travis kelsey i know george kittle there's huge upside there um i, I would be rather to pay the price up for kelsey rather than pay the the slightly reduced price for kittle and um, so if we're at the back end of the first round it's unlikely that kittle is going to get there so i would be starting off with uh two two tight ends at that point um and, and taking taking some shots later on i, I know probably not fitting the, the strategy we normally talk about but that's the the real difference when it comes to where the draft spot is because you could you could be just two two spots one way or the other and it could really affect what your decision making is then and that that process overall so i think if i'm if we're at the back end uh, off that first round um and kelsey's gone i think i would be going for for two two wide receivers at that point um unless somebody falls obviously at the running back position but 
uh, th- those running backs in the second round at that point if you're at the back end of the first round I, w- I wouldn't be reaching for any of them I'd I'd rather be reaching for those wide receivers like you mentioned like a DeAndre Hopkins or like a Tyreek Hill at, at that spot is that similar or would you be taking Kittle at that point I, I think that you can take Kittle in there I think the two running backs who are pretty intriguing but often go very early in drafts would be Miles Sanders would be Clyde Edwards or I don't think that that's really different than the community I like those guys as having a lot more upside than a Derrick Henry or a Joe Mixon or maybe even not more total upside but many more paths to hitting that upside when we're talking about upside we're not just talking about you know the the two percent outcome or the three percent outcome but how many different ways could the running back get to those really gaudy numbers and i think that sanders and edwards allaire offer that the other person who offers that but i just i have a hard time wrapping my head around it would be Kenyon drake i think if you are really going to take a, a swing for the fences in that range you would prefer to have a drake over someone like a mixon or a jacobs because we know that that arizona cardinals offense has the potential to go 30 points 30 points 25 points 27 points 37 points just on a week-to-week basis with those running backs david johnson put up big numbers chase edmonds put up big numbers Kenyon drake put up some massive numbers down the stretch i guess the way that i like to play that depth chart is with an edmonds or even in the very last round with an Eno Benjamin, I think that the talent gaps are much smaller there than most people have those down. And maybe Drake doesn't have quite the moat that he's being given credit for with where his draft position is. At the same time, the upside in that offense is is really obscene. You know, we, we've seen three different guys do it. And, you know, David Johnson was doing it in a season where he looked completely and totally washed up. You know, Kenyon Drake is doing it as the guy who was so bad the Miami Dolphins just you know basically got rid of them for peanuts when we're talking about guys who have some legitimate red flags putting up massive points in this offense so we we definitely want to have some exposure to the cardinals the question is you know do we want it to be that early you mentioned wrapping back around aaron jones a little bit of an interesting guy to pair with an alvin Kamara if you wanted to go with the uh, ffpc running back heavy approach and then really hammer some of these wide receivers we've talked about chris godwin in that range you talked about mark edwards i'm sorry mark andrews in coming back in round three is he he's someone who you'd be okay with at the end of round two knowing that coming back in round three we have a shot at people like a mike evans a kenny galladay uh, it depends on obviously how the the draft's fallen but he is somebody like i'd be prepared to reach on him because i think then if you look at how the draft's going to flow after that there is quite a number of wide receivers in that third round range where i'm happy to take at the start of the third round and um, so you know there's there's only one mike mark andrews where there's there's kind of three or four wide receivers i'd be happy to get at that point and um, so I, I would be happy to reach now ideally would be getting him in the third round probably in those first three to four picks is where he's going to go so he's somebody i think we could fit in there the other player who is kind of i think he's been overlooked this season i think we may, i mentioned on a show a couple of weeks ago is zach air who is going as the tight end four and as somebody who volume based and based on his career stats is like you know he he's a tremendous tight end in fantasy football he's a tremendous tight end in real life i think people have always wanted dallas goddard to jump ahead and you know be able to get this role um, and take more away from it but we've seen this team play with two tight ends and we've seen zach Ertz continue to put up those good numbers for the team continue to get those receptions targets and so on you know 
I like Andrews and he was really good last year. Um, I expect him to be really good this year. But, you know, I, I still have a lot of faith in Zach Ertz. Is he somebody who, if we missed out on Andrews at that point, would you be taking him or, or maybe even a Darren Waller at the back end of that third round? If say, let's say we get the, you know, one of those later later picks in the first round. I think so. And that's something that Monty points out here. If you're looking at best ball, which gives us a little bit of insight as well to the redraft, that taking a tight end in the first three rounds really, really helps your win rate. And Zach Ertz, someone who is simply undervalued, he should be going earlier in this format. So if you did decide to take a wide receiver, wide receiver start, or perhaps a Sanders or Edwards Allaire sort of, um, you know miraculously fell to you even though it's just a couple of spots I, I think it almost does become a miracle now with how uh, highly thought of and, and the upside that those guys have if you start that way instead of a kelsey or a kittle you get so much more value in that round i like Ertz in comparison to these wide receivers that are going in this range and this isn't to say that the wide receivers there aren't exciting but i think that that four five six range in ffpc is so loaded at the receiver position that we would just as soon have those guys in all likelihood so going with Ertz there gives us a chance to have a little bit more in rounds one and two and then we end up in this round five six range there are a lot of intriguing wide receivers but as Monty points out perhaps the running backs in this range are a little bit too risky for us to really start our zero running back selections at this point from tight muscles tough workouts signs of aging to simply making it through each busy day everyone understands what it's like to feel tense or sore so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's cbd products started by dr jason wesland therabody exists to provide you with the best scientific validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind he also created TheraOne to bring you cd products done right use TheraOne's warming lotion in the morning the cooling solution or the massage oil to recover body balm for target relief and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep and right now as a loyal podcast listener through labor day monday september 7th theraone is offering our listeners a buy one get one free for all theraone products but you've got to go to theragon.com slash blue wire if you don't love what you get with theraone send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase this is not something Theragon is likely to do again. The buy one, get one free offer is tremendous. Head on over to theragon.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Once again, that is theragon.com slash bluewire. I want to let you know about NFL Sunday tickets. Sundays are coming back to the NFL. As I mentioned at the start of the show, it is getting very close. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on all your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels, so you never miss any of your favorite teams or favorite players in action. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv. Once again, the code BLUEWIRE, 15% off your subscription. Today's show is also brought to you by Fandraft. Take your league to the next level with Fandraft, the online fantasy draft board. 
FanDraft helps make your league feel like an actual NFL draft with features such as a live streaming ticker, live draft clock, custom logos, walk-up songs, multiple draft board displays, and more. It can be used offline or in person for your draft simply by exporting the display via projector or onto a large screen TV for your whole league to enjoy. It can also be done fully online so you're covered from all angles and you can also set it up for traditional or auction style drafts. FanDraft covers pretty much all customizations to suit your league requirements if you're signing up today you can get yourself a free trial at fandraft.com but if you want to jump aboard and get the pro account you can also get yourself a 15 percent discount with the code rotoviz15 that there is at fandraft.com once again the promo code rotoviz15 to save 15 percent bring your league to that next level depending on how the draft's gone obviously those if we, we've had on it those first four picks we're going running backs those last four picks probably going wide receiver um depending on how things are going if you have the modified zero rb approach you know you're, you're quite happy to keep pushing ahead like if we look at the fifth round we have dk metcalf who we talked about on the show earlier this week we have dj chark who we've talked about a, a lot on the show is two of those picks in that round um you know they, they would be my prime targets in that round if we can get them the white or the running backs then who are david montgomery who i'm pretty sure is going to be on the, the do not draft list but we'll see what happens there with cream hunt who we both like but it's starting to get a little bit rich in terms of what, what we're expecting there but I, I still think that as you touched in and the the, the ffpc stat attack there is a huge ceiling for hunt this season so he's interesting in this range probably one of the ones that i would be most interested in you know there, there's a couple of rookies in there and deandre swift to cam Akers, um but i think hunt if i was going running back in that fifth round would be the way i would go if we're looking at the sixth round then we obviously have ronald jones um who i, I think you know things are starting to align quite well for uh, this season uh in, in tampa and um, but again that there that there round has a lot of wide receiver talent that would interest me as well we've marquise brown we've stefan diggs we've will fuller we talked about michael gallup a couple of weeks ago so there's a lot of interesting targets there now i, I do think obviously there's two tight ends there in this range as well and evan ingram and tyler higby i would imagine that we're probably going to have a tight end got before this point and that would rule those guys out off the list at this point is that the same for you and then those players that i mentioned is there any other players that i mentioned that you specifically would be targeting or maybe that you, you would be avoiding that i said i would be targeting yeah i don't have any interest in the tight ends at that price i, I think that those guys are good players you can understand why they would be up there but that is not a good uh, cost in terms of what you're paying for ingram and higby with all the different scenarios involved both injury wise and then higby having some competition and being a little bit of not just a one-year wonder but a, but a one-month wonder there at the tight end position we look at those running backs i like a lot of those guys devin singletary someone i own in almost all of my dynasty leagues at this point you know we've been on ronald jones for the beginning saying he's just about to make it he's just about to make it he's just about to make it well i think he is just about <laughs> to make it but now he's too expensive right so you know we run into a little bit of that quandary jk dobbins i think a player again in this baltimore offense that's just going to score so many points you could see him as being a league winner but when we're contrasting them with these wide receiver prices we've been talking about how marquise brown is someone we want but it's just too expensive uh stefan diggs someone we want everywhere will fuller could be like the league winner for 2020 if we have a shot at those three receivers in this range, I don't think we can deviate and take a much riskier player uh, at running back or at tight end. Yeah, so I think like you have if we if we look through two rounds, you have DK Metcalf, you have DK DJ Chark, and um, then we're looking at Marquise Brown, Stefan Diggs, Will Fuller, 
potentially Michael Gallup. So there, there's a range there. I, I'm quite comfortable with a lot of players in that range. Um, so I think like these are the these are the rounds where I, I really love the one. I'll just hit you on is uh, Dak Prescott um, sixth round at the quarterback position is where where are you looking uh, as we move through here i guess i'll tie it into the seventh round as well where uh early seventh we have kyler murray late seventh we have deshaun watson uh and then we have russell wilson also late seventh so we look into that sixth seventh range are you looking to to dive into the quarterback pool at that point i don't think so and i say that i always like to look at the areas where the draft gets very flat for me that i start to target the quarterbacks we look at these guys they have the passing upside they have the rushing upside you know you look at prescott murray watson wilson all four we're looking at for this hybrid profile to where they could be uh, week-to-week winners they could be playoff winners they have that upside that really could put your team over the top and yet you look at the people who are available so much later and the way that you might be able to play them against certain matchups some of those guys might emerge and when we're in this range it's definitely not flat right we have wrapping into round seven there we've got our guys like tyler boyd jarvis landry uh, deontay johnson we've been talking about on the show you have christian kirk there in round eight plus you have a lot of these tight ends to where if we did miss early then getting into that range where you have a hawkinson a gasicki a fant maybe we want to have that tight end upside and we're starting to get into this range where the running backs might become a little bit more appealing again with a Tarek cohen or a matt breed i think i'm still waiting at running back but i'm waiting at wider at, at quarterback as well to manage the bye weeks and to have the total firepower in our roster to make sure that we can handle anything that this crazy season throws at us i think we want to be making sure that we have the depth at the running back and wide receiver positions the depth at the flex to where we can handle anything that comes and once things start to get tough we can really start to gap our opponents yeah one thing i was just interested at this point obviously being being tight end premium uh obviously if we do take one off those say let's say top four tight ends leaves you in a situation and this is a heavy tight end kind of run here between round seven through round 10 mainly between round seven and eight but there's quite a few tight ends there that i have absolutely no interest in you know at this point like hayden hurst um really no interest in jared cook not a huge amount of interest in gronkowski as he as he emerges back in but you mentioned hawkinson gasicki and fant and those are three guys we talked about recently on the show three guys who are all young all ready to take that leap you know in terms of heading forward in their career if you take one of those tight ends and those first let's say five rounds four rounds are you looking as you mentioned to say cover all options is one of those guys intriguing to you in that eighth round to, to have a second tight end now obviously a different two three and one format and not having the tight end premium but i had some of these choices in the apex draft that uh, just recently concluded and i ended up taking hawkinson and fant a little bit later than this but at, at the turn and making sure that i had both of those guys and then coming back later and taking a little bit of a veteran safety net with Eric Ebron. I like that approach. I think that the more that I've looked at it, I'm getting a little bit more back on Fant. The problem there is just that they have so many guys, but I don't think that Jerry Judy and and KJ Hamler are necessarily going to be big volume impact guys this year. I think what they're going to be are players who make it impossible for the defense to cover Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. And so we look at what those guys could do as a result. Maybe we shouldn't be moving them down when those rookies are just going to make it easier for them to run free. 
the player i think has the highest ceiling is hawkinson but we have even more reports out you know just yesterday talking about how his ankle is not healthy you know now months and months and months removed from the injury and he's out there running he's out there practicing uh he says he's getting closer but once we get into this range where yeah there there's almost a month until the season starts but you know how much confidence can we have that an injury that hasn't gotten well to this point is going to magically get better in this gap i think this is a good price on hawkinson i think that with the injury news he could fall even further and become a better price but we want to balance that out against taking someone who is a little bit of a leap of faith to start with with the breakout necessary and he's not 100 percent yeah i think that's that's all very true we look then into the the ninth tenth nine ten range this is where i think things get interesting sean um obviously depending on things are going so far we may potentially have zero running backs on the board uh, so we'd be going full zero rb ideally we have one of those first uh, kind of four guys that we like um at the running back position and um, but we're looking then into players like zach moss tevin coleman uh madison's in there and um, we have philip Lindsay, who was one of the the breakout guys a couple of years ago for you and um, then tony pollard who we've talked about uh antonio gibson we mentioned on the show earlier this week um so there's a couple of guys in there but they're also mixed in with uh, some of your favorites in mccall hardman uh you've touched on a couple of the rookies uh, already on the show so you have Jalen rager jerry judy cd lamb in there player i i like uh, i always think that he's a bit underrated is jemison crowder of the jets he's in that range and then we fall into quarterback then and matt ryan then josh allen so you mentioned where things start to get flat we could be in a position here where maybe those running backs are maybe gone that we like and you know the likes of zach moss um and then we could be in a situation where uh cole hardman's gone when we get into that 10th round is that the area there probably where it starts to flatten out for you i think i still really like the guys here you mentioned moss you mentioned um Lindsay, I think we should be targeting them. Carry on Johnson, someone who has some real potential for early season scoring. You know, we we've got these wide receivers in this range. You know, even a CD Lamb, a Darius Slayton, some players like that who have some upside. So I think I'm still wanting to make sure that we're locking in that flex, that flexibility, and those flex position guys. And then once we get into rounds 11 and 12 then maybe we start to see a little bit of interest in the quarterbacks. You look at what they did last season, what their long-term histories have been, and it's pretty exciting, I think, to have a shot this late at someone like a Carson Wentz who could see his offense really explode again. Someone like a Tom Brady who uh, his teammates are definitely doing the uh, the puff piece marathon talking about how strong his arm is. <laughs> Drew Brees, someone who comes in there at the top of the range of outcomes tool in terms of what his historical comps have suggested. Matthew Stafford, a guy coming off of really what was a magical season. Now with the Lions, you know, they've always, they're going back to that rhetoric of, you know, we've got to run the ball, we've got to run the ball. The Lions are a team you can never really count on to do the smart thing. But Matthew Stafford, a big time talent with some receiving firepower around him. So moving into this area, the quarterbacks are still very palatable. And I think that just reinforces how late we probably need to wait. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. It was a little bit of a, you know, 
like I like to do a little bit of devil's advocate and get those questions in just to see where we fall. But the the quarterbacks in this range, like you know, I've talked about Matthew Stafford. You've talked about him quite a number of times uh, over the last couple of months, all the way back I think to the Scott Fishbowl. We've been kind of talking about him, uh, and then Carson Wentz. You mentioned like last season he was playing with pretty much uh, a couple of tin cans at the end of the season. There was there was nearly nobody there for him to throw the ball, and uh, I, I think that there's. Uh, a big season there for him so when we look at how things are falling and you mentioned the area where it starts to get flat that they're kind of 11th round there's uh into the 12th especially there's still a couple of players there that are interesting you know like the likes of aj dillon i think is very interesting at that point but there is a couple of players in there as well that i think we can we can easily pass over on so it's going to be a lot of fun i think we're pretty much in line across the board i don't think there'll be too many huge debates uh, in terms of the picks we'll just have to make sure that we get uh, ben in line but the, the one thing with ben is he always brings a lot of good actionable information as well so can't wait to can't wait to get this process going on friday and as i mentioned earlier um i don't know if it was today's show or the show earlier in the week but we're going to try and break that down into basically four to five podcasts next week where when we're making that decision when we're on the clock we'll talk through the process off the pick how we made the pick and we'll release them then in kind of a couple of round chunks next week uh, as recap so rather than just one show next week we'll likely have four to five now i can't promise anything because that there could uh, end up breaking up on us it mightn't be as good uh, good as as i think in my head but i think it should be a really good show i think it'll be really actionable information here in the likes of sean and that process of making the pick also ben giving his thoughts and as well how we make those picks so I'm excited for it. Uh, I know Sean's excited for it. Um, so you can listen along as we draft that uh, FFPC main event winning championship team. Because uh, that obviously at this stage, Sean, we have to we have to live in hope. Well, it's I can I can <laughs> say that it seems very impossible to win a main event, and yet it can be done. So I, I'm I'm excited to try and do that again. I think I've got the guys with me in Column and Ben to uh, help put me over the top. And so, you know, we, we looked at this article from Monty. Monty, a guy who has finished number one in the regular season and top five in the postseason. So we've got guys on the staff who have done this before. If you're listening to the radio if you're reading the site you're going to get some insight from players who have been up on top of that mountain and uh, don't think that you can't do it i mean that would be my takeaway for the listeners is that someone has to it can be you you know don't spend money that you don't have but the ffpc is a lot of fun to play yeah it is and obviously this is the main event there's a lot of other contests as well that are up there on the ffpc as well as you know when we look at things like you know like just best ball leagues during the season that's what we've talked about a lot of times here with the roster construction construction explorer and things like that uh they, they are there starting from 35 dollars as well so you can jump into those so i guess uh, as we get ready to wrap this up you know we've talked about the tools we've talked about monty in this article you can check them all out up on the site um, if you haven't already signed up you can do so now and save yourself 10 percent off a one-year subscription uh, just use the code 2020 rv radio at checkout uh, or by going to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information as i mentioned we're recording this one on tuesday we'll be finding out the draft slot on wednesday if you stay tuned to my twitter feed which is at overtime ireland you'll be able to uh, see there I'll, I'll tweet out when we find out where it's going you can maybe hit us up with some selections that you think that should be inputted there for myself sean and ben but it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm sure we'll uh you know be able, I'll, I'll share some screenshots as the draft progresses we'll see how things go but it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun as we go along that journey as i mentioned there you can follow me on twitter at overtime Ireland. you can drop us a written interview on your favorite podcast app it does help us out here a lot 
And until we're back with uh, those shows next week, my co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel. Check out his great work on rotaviz.com. And of course, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Sports are coming back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back and there's no better place to start betting and wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online has sat down with a number of former pro players, including Eddie George, Harold Reynolds and seven-time NBA champ Robert Horry. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in the series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember, use the promo code BLUEWIRE, that's all one word, BLUEWIRE, to receive your welcome bonus when you sign up to BetOnline. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.